We now begin the fourth and final chapter of Maseches Megillah. This is four one, and the Mishnah will return to the halachas one last time of Megillah. And we have three halachas here regarding the Mikra Megillah, the reading of Megillah. The first, the Mishnah says, Hakores and Megillah. When one reads the Megillah, Omed Vyoshev, he may do so whether he's standing or sitting. This is in contrast to the halachas of Kriyasa Torah. When one reads the Torah itself, so Lecharchila. The proper thing to do is to read it standing up. Um, that's really based on there's a there's a verse that says po amod imadi, stand with me, says Hashem to Moshe Rabbeinu. So Moshe Rabbeinu was standing, and we reenact the giving of the Torah to Har Sinai. We too stand lechadchila, but um, even sitting for Kriyas Torah But the point here in our mission is that you can sit lechadchila and do Kriyas Megillah. That's okay. Reading the Megillah by sitting is fine. Um, nevertheless, the universal custom has become that the person reading the Megillah does in fact stand up um, because of um, giving proper kavod honor to the tzibur, the community, and not considered proper to be sitting down. But uh, if he's in a wheelchair for argument's sake or something, it's just no problem for him to sit down at all. Second of all, says the Mishnah, the second three halachas we have is Kura Echad, whether one person read the Megillah or two people were reading the Megillah out loud, out loud simultaneously, yet so, the people who are listening are all Yeltsi, they fulfill their obligation. This also in contrast to the halachas of Kriyas HaTorah, where the halacha is that um, one person has to read it and not two people simultaneously because there's a principle of tre kali lo mishtami. Two voices can't be heard simultaneously. Um, while that's true in general, it's hard to focus and hear one voice when there are two voices and kind of, you know, not exactly in sync um, talking at the same time. The Mikra Megillah, the mitzvah of hearing the Megillah is a little different. Um, the Gemara says because it's so, it's so um, beloved of a mitzvah, People will exert themselves to really pay attention to one or the other readers, and therefore even if two people or even ten people are reading, as long as um, a person, in fact, did hear the Megillah clearly, so he could be Yotzi. So when it comes to Kriyas Adora, two people reading out loud, no, unacceptable. When it comes to Megillah, two people out loud is yes, going to be okay, um, but of course that is assuming you, in fact, did hear every word of the Megillah. If, in theory, you could have heard it, but in practice you didn't hear every word, so you're not Yotzi and you have to, you know, fix it and read it again or... Uh, deal with the what you missed, etc. Finally, it says, In a place where the custom is to make a bracha on the Megillah, here we're talking about the bracha achrona, the bracha recited after the Megillah's reading. Um, that bracha starts, Haravis Rivenu, the one who fights our fights, etc. So um, that bracha seems to be, have varied from custom to custom around the Jewish world, whether one recited that bracha. And the point of the Mishnah is, you can keep the local custom and not cite it if that isn't the custom, and yes, cite it if it is the custom. Um, Rabbi Yonah says, Yutaka, in fact, could say it, even when there's no custom to say it, if you wanted to. The nature of that... Stop. So now, nowadays, the universal custom is to indeed say that bracha after reciting the Megillah. There is a machlokas... Um, Tour and Bach understand it's a conventional bracha after the reading of the Megillah. Um, others, like the Ritva and the Ran, understand that this is actually not on the Megillah per se, but rather a more generic birchas um, a praise to Hashem um, for the miracle of Purim and the salvation that came. 
not on the Megillah per se. At all events, this is talking about the bracha, Achron, or the bracha after reading the Megillah. No one disputes that the bracha that's recited before the Megillah uh, must be said. And in fact, in contrast to the previous rule we said that you could say the reading of the Megillah while seated, the brachas on the Megillah must be said l'charchila standing up. Um, and that's done universally. And there actually, in fact, are three brachas that are recited. Um, <clears throat> you have the bracha of Al-Mirka Megillah on the reading of the Megillah, as well as Sha'asa Nisim, the one who did miracles for us. Um, and and finally, the bracha of Shechianu. The minhag is, in fact, to say Shechianu also, not just in the nighttime, but in the day reading as well, prior to that reading. And the reason for that is because the primary reading, the Iker reading of the Megillah is the daytime reading. Um, and it's proper when one says or hears the Shechianu in the morning time, um, he have in mind that it should cover not just the reading of the Megillah, but the other mitzvahs hayom, like the Mishloach Monos and the mitzvah Suzas Purim. Okay, so that now concludes the Mishnah's treatment of the halachas of reading the Megillah. And now we're going to return to the topic of the halachas of Kriyasa Torah, reading Torah in general. Okay, so the Mishnah like has a second half to it, which if I were the editor of the Mishnah, I probably would have thought to make this like the new break in the parak. Um, so um, it's a little tricky because the Mishnah doesn't give you signposts and we've totally transitioned away from Megillah. And now we're talking about like an introduction, an overview of Hilchos Kriyas HaTorah, reading of the Torah. So as I said um, in a few Mishnahs ago in the introduction, Moshe Rabbeinu himself was the one who established originally that they should have um, Torah reading um, at no more than three days apart one from the next, because the Pasuk says in Bishalach, they journeyed three days in the desert, they didn't find water, and then they complained, and then Amalek came. So, um, Moshe Rabbeinu himself, in his time, said we're going to not have three days past that Kriyasa Torah, and therefore Moshe Rabbeinu established Monday mornings and Thursday mornings, Yom Sheni and Chamishi, um, there would be a Kriyasa Torah, as well as on Shabbos mornings. So then you have no one, if you have Monday, Thursday, and Shabbos morning, so then you've got no more than three days passing between one Kriya and the next Kriya. Uh, Moshe Rabbeinu himself over um, left it loose that one person could do the reading and so on. Later on, Ezra HaSofer came and added um, not just that we'll do another Kriya Torah in the afternoon, Mincha time of Shabbos, but also that it should be done, that should be three Aliyahs, um, that should be a Kohen, a Levi, and a Yisrael each time, and that they should read amongst the three of them at least ten Psukim. So, um, now the Mishnah going on that topic of the Aliyahs says, B'Sheni Uvachamishi, on the Monday morning and the Thursday morning readings, U'B'Shabbos B'Mincha, and also the Shabbos afternoon reading of the Torah, Korin Shlosha, there are three people who get Aliyahs. Now, in the way that the Mishnah is imagining how this worked, it wasn't like we do it today that people get like a symbolic Aliyah and then there's a Balkar who does the actual reading. No, um, the time of the Mishnah, when a person was called up to read from the Torah, he did the reading himself. And we're saying here that, that there are three different people that will come up, a Kohen, a Levi, and Yisrael, for those three times during the week, Monday, Thursday mornings, and Shabbos afternoon. And says the Mishnah, you can have no fewer than three, that's because that was to Kanaz Ezra, three as we want, so the symbolic all parts of Israel, Kohen, Levi, Yisrael are represented. Um, and no more than three because people have to go to work and we don't want to be mevatel them from the malachtam. We don't want to waste their time. They have work to do. And therefore, it shouldn't schlep out longer than necessary. And that's true for Monday and Thursday mornings. People have to go to work. As far as Shabbos afternoon goes, obviously no one's rushing off to work. So that rule wouldn't apply and that rationale wouldn't apply. However, 
Um, the Gemara says, listen, people have spent already most of their day in, in Tefillah and Torah and Drasha. They've been in shul, you know, all day basically on Shabbos or much of the day. And they've had enough. They're worn out. So to ease the burden of like the whole shul stuff, we don't have extra tircha on them. And therefore we have just three aliyahs um, on Shabbos afternoon at Mincha time. Now, in addition, it says, Ve'ein maftir and benabi, there's no haftor reading and so on. Haftor reading, I should say. Um, done on Monday, Thursday morning or Shabbos afternoon. Same rationale. People have work to go to or otherwise, um, you know, have, are tapped out in terms of their, the amount of time they want to spend in shul. And therefore, we're not going to supplement the Torah readings with also Navi readings, haftoras. Haposeach v'achosem betorah mevarech lefaneh u'l'acharah. Person, so the person who opens and closes the Torah, literally translating, is the are the ones who will give the brachas before and afterwards. What this Mishnah means over here is that, um, unlike what we have in shul nowadays, the first person, the Kohen, who goes up to begin the reading of the first aliyah, he'll make the opening bracha, the bracha of Asher Bacharbanu, um, and then he won't do like the closing bracha, if you will. Um, the Levi coming second makes no brachas at all. And then the third guy, the Yisrael, makes no opening bracha, but he does the closing bracha, the Asher Nasanlanu bracha, to wrap it up. So there's just an opening bracha at the beginning and the end of the whole Kriya Satorah, and not each Ola doing it like that. Um, that's the point of the Mishnah here, and we'll repeat it a couple times in the next Mishnah as well. Um, that's how it was done back then. Technically, a person could make the bracha if he wants to, and that was on the minute. Again, we want things to go quickly, if you will. However, that's in Mishnahic times. Already by Talmudic times, the rabbi said, listen, um, we're concerned that people could misunderstand what's going on over here because some people could come um, come late or leave early. And because people could come late, they might miss the Kohen's aliyah and think that when the Levi gets his aliyah and the Israel after him, there's just no bracha before the Kriya Satora. And that would be wrong. Um, and they would make wrong conclusions. And similarly, we're concerned people would leave early and never hear bracha chrona. They heard like the Kohen and Levi get Elias and no one made a bracha chrona after their reading. So they'd assume that there's no blessing to be said after reading the Torah. And therefore there's um, the custom became, as we have it today, that before and after each Aliyah, a bracha is recited. Um, and that would alleviate this confusion. You see from here, and this is, you could see it from like a hundred places in Shas, that in a, the, the Mishnah and the Gemara times, since there weren't wasn't like a written book of Hilchos, whatever, no, no written down halacha sefer like Shulchan Aruch of today. So the entire Mesorah was based on what people saw firsthand. And the concern was people would testify and say, I saw firsthand with my own very eyes. Then Shul, they didn't have an opening or a closing blessing, and that would mess up the Mesorah. So we're concerned people having, um, you know, misapprehensions of what they're seeing. And therefore, to disabuse them of that, we want to um, make it sort of more you know, uh, a fail-safe in place that people shouldn't misunderstand what's happening. Okay, now, that's the end of that's the end of this Mishnah Aleph, and Mishnah Base will pick up, talking about other days besides for their usual Monday, Thursday, and Shabbos afternoon reading.